Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to check us out live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, I am Chris Broussard. He is Ephraim Salam, and we are the Odd Couple, and we are live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. And if you're a value customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company or any company that you uh, are a customer of. And that's why Discover Card matches all the cash back that you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense, Learn more at discover.com slash match limitations do apply. We got trolling and rolling at the bottom of the hour. And then trash talk. This is a trash talking Tuesday. So it's your turn to call in. You'll get 30 or 40 seconds to trash anyone or anything in the world of sports. That is at the bottom of this hour. Call in about 35 minutes, 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We want to hear from you. But for now, you're going to hear from us. And uh, we're going to go back to the NFL. And we talked a little bit about it. I, I, I heard your thoughts about Aaron Rodgers when we talked with Brandy Mueller, mm-hmm. Ephraim. And um, there was a quote today. There was an article today in which a veteran NFL coach was uh, quoted. He was talking about Aaron Rodgers and obviously falling short again. And he, I'm trying to find a quote right now. The coach criticized Rodgers' inability to win, and here's what he said. Uh, he said, Rodgers, Rodgers wants to – do we have it on sound? Do we have sound? Oh, okay. He says, Rodgers wants to talk about vaccine mandates and cancel culture. While Brady, Tom Brady, talks about all ball. Rodgers loves the standing invite on the A.J. Hawk show, the Pat McAfee show. And he wants to talk about cancel culture, woke mob, and every other thing that doesn't do anything but splinter and unfocus the group. To me, Rodgers doesn't show the focus that it really takes to win multiple championships. I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to throw a question at you, Ephraim, right. and then you can go. I agree with this coach saying Rodgers has not shown that he has what it takes to win multiple championships. I don't agree with, all oh, the cancel culture, woke my body, because this was Rodgers was falling short long before he started going on the Pat McAfee show. Right, long before he became, you know, the the face of the anti-vax movement. So whether you disagree with that or not, he that wasn't the problem, because when he was keeping to himself five years ago in 2016, the same thing was happening to him. He was falling short. And Ephraim, look, Aaron Rodgers has been. When you just talk about regular season quarterbacks, <laughs> he's arguably been the best ever regular season. But 
when it comes to the big moment, when it comes to the playoffs, Ephraim, he don't get it done more often than not. He got his Super Bowl. You can't take that away from him. You shouldn't take that away from him. And he played well in that game. But I think two myths got busted this weekend. One, oh, if Aaron Rodgers would have been in New England with Bill Belichick, he would have won more championships than Brady. No, I don't think so. I don't think he would have won as many. Because he doesn't rise to the occasion like Tom Brady does. He doesn't galvanize his team. He doesn't make them believe like Brady does. And the second myth is, oh, he doesn't have more rings because it's all the defense's fault. Remember they gave up 41 or 44 against Atlanta? Yeah, but they were down 24-0 at halftime. Why didn't Rodgers put any points on the board? Right? He always gets the pass. Oh, uh, uh, San Francisco put 37 points on him a few years ago. What was Rodgers supposed to do? Well, he was shut out in the first half. I mean, you go look at his playoffs, even when and the defense doesn't get absolution. Yeah, they didn't do their job. Dudes were running all over them. But he wasn't putting up points either. And, and here's the last thing, Ephraim. Aaron Rodgers, and this just speaks to, I mean, what I'm talking about. If you look at that last possession, or I, I don't know if it's the last possession or second to last, when he threw that bomb up to Devontae Adams, who was double covered, that was such a bad pass that I thought he was like, look, I'm going for this. We either catch it, get a pass interference, or it's a punt. They're going to intercept it. It's going to be a punt. Like, he just hurled it. If you look at that play, he had a receiver, Alan Lazard. Wide, wide open. You saw that. Wide I mean, open. wide open, Ephraim. You couldn't be any more wide open. Look, Chris, it's not just that play. If you go down and you break down that, 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 game, that right? fourth quarter in that game, yep. he threw nine. Well, I don't. He threw more than this, but uh, Aaron Jones and, and 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 Adams and Adams caught eighteen of his twenty passes completions. Right. So, yep. Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones each caught nine passes. No other receiver. Lalamazard won. Mercedes Lewis won. No other receiver caught or running back caught a pass. Let me ask there you, is there, wait, is hold there on, hold a hold panicking of that? There is that in, a pan? Okay, go Therein ahead. lies the problem. Is right? that some panic, though? Is that like in this moment? I You know what I mean? I'm not look, going through my progressions. I'm not hitting open man. I'm just relying on the two guys that are my best. Every, is that is there a panic involved e- in that? Everybody will say he doesn't trust those guys. He'll do this. How many times you go back to New England Super Bowls with Tom Brady? You couldn't name those receivers oh, outside absolutely. of Randy Moss. Absolutely. Julian Edelman was he looked like he was worked as a CPA somewhere. <laughs> like he just they just found him at the post office. Yep. But what happened? Yep. He built a relationship. He made him one of the greatest slot receivers. Same with Wes Welker. Welker, yep. But they was having dudes. I'm like, there's no way this dude. If they, you saw them Reshake dudes out in the Caldwell. club. If you saw them dudes out in the club and it was like, we we in the league, we won the Super Bowl, you'd be like, make it out of here, man. <laughs> right? But that's what I'm saying. So what I was what I was telling Randy when we had him on earlier, he just started pointing to the GMs doing this and, the, and they're doing that and this is that. That's the narrative 
for Aaron Rodgers. Everybody's nobody's doing enough to help him while these other great quarterbacks, right? How many times has Drew Brees taken a six-round draft pick that no one has ever heard of and made them an all-pro? Right. Right. So all of these other quarterbacks who are at the same caliber manage to build a relationship or build trust with these with, with, with other players. And but when it comes to uh Aaron Rodgers, it's oh we gotta do more. We gotta draft this, we gotta bring in that, we gotta have a defense. The best defense uh uh Green Bay's had in, in, in a long while. They held the 49ers yep. to 13 right. points. They did. You lose a game at home as Aaron Rodgers, the reigning MVP of the league, and you only score 10 points at home in a snow blizzard against a California team. Whose <laughs> fault is that? Right. We got to stop with this push the narrative of, oh, he don't got the talent. He got all the talent. He got everything he needed around there. Yep. He held the ball too long, he didn't check the ball down, and he, he didn't hit open receivers. That is why they lost the game, and that is an Aaron Rodgers problem. So let me let me ask you then, what is what is it about Is it just as simple as he lacks the intangibles? Uh, we've seen from guys, obviously you got the Bradys and the Montanas, and the guys who are great year throughout the regular season and throughout the playoffs. But then you got guys like Eli Manning, Jim Plunkett even. You know, guys who really weren't great quarterbacks for the most part, but they they had the intangibles to be clutch or to make big plays when their team needed it to get their guys in the locker room to believe that they could win. Is that what Aaron Rodgers, does he just lack that? Is it as simple as that? It's leadership. Aaron Rodgers has a knack of alienating people, whether it be coaches, teammates, fans, family. Mm. Yeah. This is a guy, his family don't even mess with him. Yep. I I keep saying stuff like, I I mean, at some point, when is it going to be you? At some point, if you go to a family reunion and they be like, "Oh man, here he come!" When you walk in, everybody turn around like you like you're not even in the family. It's you, right? So when right. is it going to be Aaron Rodgers? So my question was, when just like Randy was like, "Hey, well, you know, they don't want to start over. They want to keep going. Where are you going? They've had home field advantage twice." Three out of the last four four years. Yep. You did nothing with it. Lambo is no longer a place people fear to play in the playoffs. They don't care. The road to the Super Bowl goes through Lambo. San Francisco drove their Winnebago Man. right through Green Bay. <laughs> now they're coming right back out here to sunny California. It'll be them and the Rams playing all California. Uh, NFC Championship, and Aaron Rodgers is getting ready to embark on an offseason that's going to be filled with more you, 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 you. You did well, see, this to me. And that's what that's what I was getting at when I was like, if you're Green Bay, do you move on? Like, there's got to be a feeling there of one. I mean, we've been great the last three years, 13 wins each year and didn't get it done. It's not good enough. And then is, is there? There's got to be a feeling of it. It just ain't gonna happen here. 
It just ain't meant to be with with Rodgers and Green Bay. Is is that's why I was wondering, do, do they should they move on? Yo, bro, have you seen these young guns they got out here, these young yeah, quarterbacks? Yeah. That's why I, I don't know that he should go. If he goes to another team, I don't know. Pittsburgh, yeah, great fit he until you look at the rest out of, of the, the AFC. AFC. Right. Denver, Aaron Rodgers you got better Mahomes stay out of the division. Yeah. I feel you. I feel he, you. He go over there, he's gonna find himself in a world of hurt. <laughs> look, hey, a smoking Joe Burrow. Yeah. He, he gives zero, you know what? Right. You want right. to talk about Justin Herbert? Zero. Patrick Mahomes, come on, player. Give it, they, his new <laughs> name is 13 Seconds. Right. Okay. Josh <laughs> Allen. This is this is what we're doing. This is this is this is this is the next evolution. Lamar Jackson. Right. These guys care. Even Mac Jones. Right. The, the AFC, you you take yourself over to the Cleveland if you want to. All right, we're going to get into Tom Brady next, but I do have one more question to ask you about Rodgers, but that, that'll come up after the break. It's The Odd Couple. Keep it locked here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand-new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts all right it's the odd couple i'm chris broussard he's e from salam in for rob parker and we're live from the fox sports radio studios we'll do it live brought to you by autozone autozone's got the free services folks that you need to help get you back on the road such as their free autozone fix finder service and with over 5600 locations in the nation autozone is here to help you save time and money with those free services getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Remember, Ephraim, when I said Anthony Davis has six points and three blocks in his first seven minutes? Yes. Well, in his next 15 minutes, <laughs> he's got two points and one block. So now after 22 minutes of action, he's got eight points and four blocks. I like the blocks, but uh, I need a little more offense. But, hey. They're up 92 to 80 over the James Harden and the Nets second teamers. So uh, they look like they could be headed for a win. So that's good news. Here's the thing I wanted to throw at you about Rodgers. And I'm going to give my, my, one of my co-hosts from First Things First credit, uh, Kevin Wilds. He had, a, I thought, was a great take, really interesting. It made me think. He was saying, we know the game has changed, Ephraim. And the passing numbers are through the roof, right? And when you look back at Terry Bradshaw, Joe Namath, Roger Staubach, even Troy Aikman, heck, even Joe Montana, when you look back at all those greats, Elway, and their numbers, you the numbers don't even come close to what these guys are doing today. Their interceptions are much higher. Their yardage is much lower 
Completion percentage generally lower. All, all that stuff because of the way the games change. And but we know those of us who watched it, those of us who know the game, the history of the game, we know that you can't hold those numbers against a Terry Bradshaw or against a name if you know receivers could get popped a lot harder. Quarterbacks could get popped a lot harder. There were so many different rules that made it tougher to complete passes back then. But when you look, so the thing that makes Bradshaw unimpeachable, Ephraim, four Super Bowls. Montana, four Super Bowls. Even a Peyton Manning, two Super Bowls at least. He's got two at least. Mm-hmm. Elway, two. And Kevin Wilds made a good point. He said, look, as time goes on, and you mentioned the young guns. I mean, Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, uh, 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 Josh Allen. They're going to demolish Aaron oh. Rodgers' oh, numbers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? His numbers are going to look pedestrian uh, 20, 15 years from now. And when we all, all the old heads are like, yeah, but he was one of the best to ever spin it. He was great. They're going to look back and say, well, why did he only not only have one Super Bowl win, but one Super Bowl appearance, period. (laughs) And so one way you're going to be able to distinguish, and Brady's just set the bar differently, you know what I mean, with seven. He's an outlier. Right. Yeah, he's an outlier. But I I wonder if if one one Super Bowl is great. But if it's going to be like, well, you got to get at least two now or something like that. But my point is this, and Kevin Wilds was saying, because Rodgers right now at least only has one, people in the future will dismiss how great he was because they'll be like, well, his numbers weren't, well, you know, all over the place. And he only got one Super Bowl appearance, let alone win. Do you think there's some truth to that? Of course. I mean, his greatness is is being diminished now. People looking like, uh, yeah, we need to see more out of him, right? Because you know, oh, the, so many people, the best thrower of the football ever, and you make any throw, well, make any throw then. <laughs> I mean, right? Right, you can, right? He can make any throw. He can. Why didn't he hit Alan Lazard? Right. Wide open in the middle of the field. Right. At the most crucial time of the game. So don't 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 give me to make every throw and the, the, this is that. Look, bro, I don't want to hear none of that. I want you to show and prove. You can't have home field advantage in the playoffs, have a bye and do what you just did. It doesn't it does, that doesn't work for me. The biggest knock on Peyton Manning was he was the greatest regular season quarterback right. ever. Right. He ends up going to Denver, getting another Super Bowl. The year prior to that Super Bowl, he set the record for touchdown. Like to me, Peyton Manning is is prior to Tom Brady's win last year in the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning was the greatest quarterback, wow. and that, that's me from a competitor. Because on the other side, right, I'm looking at it differently. We never offensively played offensive tackle. We never offensively had to prepare for Tom Brady or Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers. The only quarterback I, as an offensive lineman, had to prepare for was Peyton Manning. When the defensive 
coordinator comes into our offensive meeting room during the week when we're preparing and he tells us what our game plan needs to be to give them a chance <laughs> against Peyton Manning, that to me says says greatness. Wow. So you, you gotta y'all gotta keep the ball thirty five minutes at bro, least. The time in Houston we beat Peyton Manning and, and and the Colts, we ran the ball like fifty times. Mm. We kept mm. them off the field. No other quarterback, and I played against the greats. Have I ever gotten that? So for me, when you look at it, I'm like, oh, I got you know, I take Peyton Manning, man. He he changed the game at the line of scrimmage, right? I no doubt about that. Like all this, I mean, you see it down to the high school level. Of now, course, right? Omaha, this right? There was none of that. Nothing. Right? Am I, I mean, no, there were it was audibles, none of but it. that was it. Just audibles, right? None of, that, not what you see now. Nothing, none of it. He changed the game. Period. Yeah, I feel you. All right, uh, we got Martin Weiss with Trolling and Rolling up next, but first. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Chris, let me ask you this. What would you say, as prolific as Aaron Rodgers is as as a passer, what would you think he ranked as the all-time leaders? Just off the top of your head. What, in yards? In yards. In passing yards. Um, Just off the top of your head. Yeah, now I'm going to say sixth. He's tenth. Really? Eli Manning is – Matt Ryan is ahead of him. Wow. Right? Well, you look at this year, and he's going to be the MVP again. He's averaged, what, below 260 yards a game. So when we when we're talking about this, oh, the prolific passer and it make every, it's no way he's catching Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre. He is no way he's catching right. them. Right. Nah, that's a good point. Right. So let, let, point. let's keep it real when it comes to this. Oh, he's the no, he's not good quarterback, great quarterback, but he's not like that. Right. I hear you. All right. Well, look. Let's bring in Martin Weiss for trolling or rolling. They see me trolling. Tom Brady, he's done. They hate Aaron Rodgers did not have a Pro Bowl season. Trying to kiss me right It's trolling or rolling. That's right, it's trolling or rolling, and I'm Martin Weiss. And I'll break it down for you real quick, just in case this is your first time hearing it. If the boys like the story that I read, you hear the roll sound. They see me rolling. And if they don't, you hear the troll sound. Oh, man. Hey, 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 hey. Chiefs and the Bills played the game of the year. All the fans in the stands were happy. Brittany Matthews, Patrick Mahomes' fiance, was filmed popping a bottle of champagne and spraying the Arrowhead crowd from her suite while the Kansas City fans cheered below. Predictably, some fans are happy with rain sprayed. While some fans complain, Matthews retweeted several tweets supporting her actions. Trolling or rolling, Brittany Matthews spraying the crowd with champagne after the after the divisional round. I'm trolling it. Oh man! Hey, 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 hey! You weren't in the locker room. All right, I get it. You're excited. A lot of the fans probably didn't mind. They loved it. It's a party, right? It's a celebration. But there were some that didn't want to get sprayed. There were some that didn't want champagne in their eye. 
Champagne on their purse. Champagne on their sneakers. Whatever it was. Champagne on their new, you know, coat, jacket. And so I, champagne, you know, from you've been in locker rooms where, I mean, you got to want to be in that. <laughs> Otherwise, you're not going to like it, right? So I'm trolling. She shouldn't have done that. Uh, is is the question, did she do it or were they mad at her? Were you cool with it? Are you cool with her doing that? Um, If not, you're trolling it. If you are, you're rolling with it. I'm rolling with it. They see me rolling. I'm rolling with it. We celebrate. That was a huge, that was a huge victory. That was big. I mean, 13 seconds? I told you his, his middle name is 13 seconds I like now. that. That's his new nickname, oh, he officially his, his official official I nickname like is 13 seconds. <laughs> what up, 1-3-sec? That's a dope nickname, That too. is. <laughs> Come on, man. Remember when Derek Fisher was uh, 0. 0.4? 0. 0.4. Come 0. on, 4. man. Point yeah, four. That's, that's, that's point four. <laughs> because we need to bring back more nicknames besides King and Initial, Initial, and Number. We need <laughs> right, more. Right, right, right. I like. I'm going. I'm a. Can I take that and run with it, Ephraim? Of course. Thirteen seconds. I'll credit you. I like that. I like that. Trolling around on Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. Now, Rams left tackle Andrew Whitworth is tracking towards playing on Sunday after recovering from injury, but his wife is helping the team block. She tweeted asking Rams fans if they're going to sell their tickets to the week, this weekend's NFC Championship game, don't sell them to a 49ers fan. Sell them to her. Rolling or rolling? Oh, I'm rolling. There more 49ers fans in SoFi on Sunday than Rams fans. Wow. Uh, uh, go ahead, Ephraim. Go ahead. I, I'm, go I'm, I'm rolling with her doing this. Like, you, you rolling. Are you rolling? Do you think they're going to be more fans for the Niners than the Rams? Uh, yeah, yes. Wow. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, for, like the Rams just got here, right? And yeah, they're good, but they just got here. And this means something to San Francisco. The fact that they even got here the way they got here. You know, Niner fans. I hated the Niner. I grew up in the Bay, uh, up in Northern California, up in Sacramento. Right? Niner fans are, 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 are deep. It's a storied history there. So they coming out in droves, bro. You best believe that. Yeah, I got to be honest. I'm rolling with it, too. They see me rolling. I just think, obviously, they got the history. They're excited. They're hyped to be here. This could be their last game or season with Jimmy G. Not that I'm not saying he's, like, an all-time great that they in love with, but still. Um, Chris, they want to be their last season with Jimmy G. They were well, hey, to be, remember? All he does is win. All he does is win. Saying. Right, but um, – yeah, I'm rolling with that. I think it's going to be more uh, red and gold there than blue and gold. We're on Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. Now, Grayson Allen has long been a polarizing figure, and he's back in the news. After a flagrant two-file on Alex Caruso ended with Caruso fracturing his wrist out for six to eight weeks, the NBA decided to suspend Allen one game. Now, Allen has only been called for two flagrant fouls in his NBA career and was ejected from a summer league game for picking up two flagrant fouls in like 10 seconds in 2019. And we all know it's college history. But, Chris, Grayson Allen's suspension should have been longer. Uh, I'm trolling that. Oh, man. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you know, I saw the play. Um, I, I, I don't think it was clear uh, that it was dirty that he meant to hurt him. Um, 
it, it, it just was unfortunate. I mean, he, he went to do like a hard foul or stop him from scoring. And I just think Caruso fell awkwardly and unfortunately the injury came. But um, I think this is a lot of us looking at Allen's history, particularly in college, and projecting that onto him now. So I was fine with the one game. No, nah, I'm, 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 I think it should have been longer. I'm rolling. They see me rolling. Mm. He has a history of this, though. It goes back to high school, not just college. It goes back to high school, college, summer league. And, like, this dude has a problem. And he's going he, – I mean, he, I, I would say he's going to hurt somebody, but he just did. Look what that did to the Bulls, though. <laughs> they had just got Caruso back. So now you're you're, you're really playing – it's it's five teams, but six teams bunched up two games uh, – within two games of a number one seed, Bulls being one of them. Right, you send your goofball player out there who's reckless and has shown a propensity to be reckless. I, you got to discipline this dude, man. I, I Look. You got to sit him down. I, I we you can't do that, man. That's just flagrant. Even I'm with you. But I was shocked to find out he only been uh, one flagrant foul in his NBA regular season. Just one. I, well, I, I, he, I he hasn't it, played as much. Exactly. As you might, right. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like he out there. You know, right, 30, right. thirty minutes a game. <laughs> right. He can't right. control himself, and that's dangerous. When you ever been to like the direct. They used to always say this. They used oh, to be yeah, like, be, care- dangerous be careful if you're playing with football players in the pickup basketball game. Right? <laughs> because they're the most athletic players on the on the planet. But when it comes to, like, the the, the finesse and the rules right. and the subtleties of basketball, they're not quite sure what, what that is. So that chop down on the arm. Oh, man. Right? I done played with Come brothers on, like you already that. know. Wild. Yep. He, strong, he wanted them. He wanted them dudes, but don't know how to play. He wanted Absolutely. them dudes. All right, that's yeah. our man, Martin Weiss. We appreciate you, brother. Great job. All right, fellas. All right, disgruntled sports fans. This next segment is yours. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Eight seven seven nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. You've been waiting all show. You get thirty to forty seconds to trash anyone or anything in the world of sports. Trash Talking Tuesday is next. Ah, couple, Fox Sports Radio. Come on, Chris. I can't believe he trashed me like that. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right. I'm Chris Broussard. He's Ephraim Salam. And, uh... We're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. Real credit card questions require real people. Someone who understands your issues and works with you to resolve them. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. It's time for Trash Talking Tuesday. Don't you ever talk about me. It's Trash Talking Tuesday. It's your teeth, Reggie. I don't know whether to smile at you or kick a field goal, man. All right, let's get into it. Ephraim, let's get to the trash talk. Let's do it. Trash talk. Uh, Before we get to the callers, let's do a little in-house trash talking. Our main man, Ralph Irvin, has something to get off his chest. Mm. I got to trash the Washington Wizards. They had a 35-point lead right before halftime over the Clippers, and they let L.A. get all the way within three with less than 10 seconds left to play, 
And then? Clippers don't have a timeout. Neither does Washington. Man, gets it in for Winslow. He'll move it from left to right. No foul given yet. And now they're going to, oh, no, get it to Kennard. Three seconds left. Top of the key. Put up the three. He's fouled. Oh, Luke Kennard buries it. A four-point play. And the Clippers with a chance to go up front. Yeah, they did go up front. They did win. 116-115 on a four-point play. Wow. After being down 35. Some teams need to be discontinued. Wow. That's that's unbelievable. Um, (laughs) And I hate the Clippers, too. That was more like the Washington Generals in the second half. I see why you broke in for that, Ralph. Good job. Way to go, go, Ralph. We're going to the the phone. We got Dennis and Akron. Uh, You on the couple. What you got? You have hit it out of the park. And Ephraim, you were a great football player. I watched you many Sundays. I love listening to your voice. Thank you, you brother. You are a very good one. But getting to the point, uh, Big Ben, thank you very much for 18 years. Uh, The overtime rule, for those individuals who claim that it should be fair for both sides, you're out of your head. In the 1950s, when this was implemented, it was stated, overtime is to determine who is the winner if it's tied after four quarters. When I was growing up, if you scored a safety, a field goal, or a touchdown, you won the game. But now it's one of these things where, oh, well, if you kick the field goal, then the other team gets a chance. What do you, why, why? (laughs) No, if you kick the field goal, you win the game, period. It's over, done, finished. I've watched four great overtime games in my history. 1971 between Kansas City and Miami. Double overtime. Uh, Gary Premium kicks the winning field goal. 1977, Baltimore and Oakland. Goes to the post. Staber to uh, Casper. Great game. 83, uh, 81, Miami versus San Diego. Miami makes the great comeback. San Diego kicks the win- game-winning field goal. And Denver and Cleveland, the drive. I'm sorry, folks, but... You know, overtime is not an even, uh, even Steven. Whoever win, uh, scores first wins. You're right, Wait. Dennis. We appreciate you, man. And Good he, job, he, Dennis. He, he left a, a game off of that, the 1998 AFC, uh, NFC Championship game, Atlanta Falcons uh, against the Vikings. Atlanta wins. I was one of the offensive players of, of the game on that game. I got a football at home, but no, no, never mind. Let's go out My to uh, San Diego. Mace, you on the odd couple. What you got? George Seifert. Yeah, that's right, guys. The former NFL head coach of the 49ers and Panthers. I have hated you every, every day since Super Bowl 29, which was on January 29, 1995. That's exactly 25 years, 11 months, and 27 days. Coincidentally, you bear a striking resemblance to disgraced horse trainer Bob Baffert. Despite winning two Super Bowls and having a record of 98 wins and 30 losses as head coach of the Niners, you are still not in the Hall of Fame. Probably because you had 16 wins and 32 losses, including a 1-15 season in 2001 with the Carolina Panthers. The fact you were not in the Hall of Fame brings me joy. Not to mention, you were such a train wreck on CBS as an NFL analyst that you were fired in the middle of the season. The only analyst in the history of the show to be fired midway through the year. Here's a suggestion. You should link up with all the former Niners and drive around San Francisco in the giant Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, only to make your way to the theater on 447 Broadway to be starring as cast members in Diva Royale Drag Queen Show starring RuPaul. <laughs> thank, thank you, Mace. I love it. Get it off your chest. Sergio and El Paso, you on the odd couple. What you got? Hey, Chris and me from. Hope you guys are doing well tonight. We yep, are. Thank what you, brother. Up, brother. But you guys have to stop 
with the disrespect of the 49ers, not you guys, but everybody, all the media, okay? All I've been hearing for three weeks is, oh, the Rams let them get back into that Week 18 game. The Rams lost that game. The Cowboys committed 14 penalties. They lost that game. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers' special team, they lost that game. Why can't anyone just admit that the 49ers are just better than these teams? Why can't you just look at the fact that since the 49ers started 3-5, and five, they are on an 11-2 and two run in which they beat two teams still alive in the playoffs, blew up Jerry's world, and knocked off the MVP of the league, all while riding the best running back in the league who's not a running back in Debo, hmm. and the best defense in the league who have 17 turnovers en route to an NFC championship appearance because they don't have an elite quarterback? because our corners aren't the strongest, but have only been getting better as the weeks have gone by. The 49ers have been this. If it's not for a flurry of injuries, they could have easily been in last year's NFC Championship game, too. We've been this. Go Niners, baby. Okay, I see you, Sergio. Good. So you made some good points right there. Let's go to Jalen in Philly. What you got? Um, First of all, Chris, uh, Ephraim, glad to be here. Um, Really excited. I never called in, but it's my first time. But I'm trashing the Cowboys, the whole organization, Jerry Jones, since the uh, salary cap has been incorporated, Jerry Jones been a below-average GM, four playoff wins in 26 years, haven't sniffed the NFC Championship game. You need to get that position up. Hire an actual GM. Mike McCarthy, I never liked him. He's a terrible coach. We need a new coach. His clock management (laughs) is abysmal. His in-game adjustments are horrific. He's soft. Like, he lied about getting a job to even coach in Dallas. And then Jerry hired him because he's a yes man, and that's exactly what Jerry wants. Get rid of him. Kellen Moore, the most overrated offensive coordinator in the league. The dude was the third-string quarterback who got promoted for the offensive coordinator's job. For what reason? Only because he's close to Jerry Jones, and Jerry Jones gets these relationships with the players, and he can't keep a professional. So when he should get rid of dudes, he don't, which is why we in the predicament we are. Players, they're soft. I'm a Cowboys fan, but <laughs> I had time to sit on it. I'm I'm done with it. Thank you, Jalen. I appreciate no, you. Nothing good to say about the Cowboys. Even quickly, you anybody you want to trash? We got about thirty seconds. Nah, I don't want to trash anybody, man. I just want to uplift everybody, man. Keep out, stand steadfast, and all of that. And and you know what? You know what? I scratch that. I will trash somebody. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna trash you. Okay, because every time me? I come on, every time I come on here, for teaching and, you class. Look, look, every time I come on here, and when I do my segment every Tuesday, you got something to say. Talking about, <laughs> I, I'm getting whooped up on, and I'm a student. You the teacher. Well, I'm well, in here, homeboy. Well, I'm well, in here. You did well. The people You're have spoken. I'm moving you from student to uh, apprentice. Man, please, you better get on job. out of here, man. I've been in this. <laughs>